If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. Hello? Hey, is this Stephen Michael of the Growing Up Rock podcast? Loose cannon. What do you want, you ball-busting smartass? I'm a little bit busy. Uh, you know, it's my daily call to you. And uh, were you recording another six-hour Monsters of Rock episode, or what are you up to? <laughs> Look, dude, just get to the damn point. What can I do for you? All right. Well, I would like to invite you on the show to do uh, to an episode. Awesome. Great. Me and Hollywood Pooney would love to come on your show. No, 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 no. I, I'm sorry. Just you. We have a strict no wang dang sweet pony tang policy. <laughs> well, damn. Well, well, all right then. So what's the theme then? Uh, I say as a guest, you have honors. Go ahead. What do you want to talk about? Awesome. Okay. Good shit. I would like to do a pink cream 69 discography episode. I'm sorry. I lost the connection there. What, the, what, what, what band? Pink cream 69. Well, as much as I'd like to do discography on Pink Cream 69 and have our lowest rated episode ever, um, how about Van Halen? Oh, yeah. I'm easing the seat back right now, baby, reaching between my legs. Ah, Steven, give us a break. Hey, 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 one break coming up. Welcome to brand new and not at all repurposed episode. This is Loose Cannon of Cobras and Fire, and I am joined today by Stephen Michael of Growing Up Rock. How are you, Stephen? What's going on, my friend Loose? I'm great. Um, we organized this. Today, we're actually going to just break down the Roth era of the Van Halen discography, correct? That's absolutely correct. Yes. So uh, I understand that Van Halen is essentially Viagra for you. So uh, are you fully erect for the show right now? Complete wood. It's a huge <laughs> tower. Okay, great. So, <laughs> so yeah, so, so to give you a little background, um, you, I am located in Denver and you recently came out here, correct? Absolutely. That's right. Drink. <laughs> yeah. And we went to... Uh, we went to a bar, you bought me a beer, which we have a, a virtual buy me a beer program for, for our podcast. That's gofundme.com slash Cobra's fire. But you bought me an actual beer. Isn't that correct? I bought you an actual beer of your choice. I even let you choose. Yeah. We, we, our program, sometimes we're forced upon things like Colt 45, which does not work every time and things like that. But yeah, so thank you very much for that. A very nice gesture. And we, at that point, said, let's do a show together. That's it. We just hung out. You know, we all agree on rock and roll. We may have differences in our opinions, uh, but that's all good. 
Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of point counterpoint on this episode, which is going to be fun, right? Yeah, that's that's what makes it fun, opinions. Well, why don't we start off by also mentioning how great each of us thinks each other's podcast is. Wouldn't that be nice? Sounds like a plan. You want to start or should I kick it no, off? No, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely start. Now, I've been listening to growing up. I, I came in, um, I would say about halfway through. And the most recent episodes have been my favorite. I really enjoyed the Filthy 15 you did just a, <laughs> just a couple of weeks ago. That one was funny. I liked how you tried to defend some of them about how uh, some of them were about different things, not sex. <laughs> yeah, some of them are violent related, right? Yeah, some of them were uh, uh, Puni. Puni did not did not buy your stories of, of <laughs> Puni thought they all should have been on the list. Almost, <laughs> I know he was. He's basically the uh, the P in PMRC is Puni. <laughs> I think he might have been married to Tipper Gore at one point. I'm not positive about that, so don't hold me to it. But I, I think so. I think I, he had a picture of her on his wall. When he was younger. <laughs> You know, he, Puni and Gore. One one of his phrases is uh, "just the tipper." <laughs> we like to play a game called "just the tipper." That's right. But yeah, that was good. I, I do have a question though. Uh, one of them, the the darling Nikki one, and mm-hmm. I, this has always been something I've never understood completely. Now, you tell me which version this is, this is because I had I had two versions in my head, visuals uh, when I was a kid. Now. They say met her in a hotel lobby, masturbating in a magazine, right? Or masturbating with a magazine? No, masturbating with a magazine, I think. Okay. Met her in a hotel lobby, masturbating with the magazine. I think it's in, but let's just let's say that, that, that I had to, I was like, is she actual is she actually in the hotel lobby with a dirty magazine doing herself? Or, or is she, I met her in a hotel lobby and it was a magazine that had her masturbating in it. Which one is it? You know, let's, let's just, I mean, let's Google it. I don't, there's not an answer. No. Masturbating with a magazine. There's not. That's what it says. It's not out there. But the thing is, is what kind of hotel is that? (laughs) (laughs) One that you can uh, rent by the hour, I'm sure of that. Yeah, all right, all right. But, uh, yeah, that one was on the, the Filthy 15 as well. Deservedly yep. so, I think. Yeah, I think that was the uh, – I think that was actually the catalyst to the Filthy 15, if uh, if I remember correctly. I think uh, Tipper's daughter uh, was caught listening to that particular tune. <laughs> Singing it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Singing it out loud, hopefully not acting it out, out loud. Yeah, yeah, but – Anyway, so do you have questions for me? Uh, any uh, ball busting you want to start out with? No, I'll talk about your podcast a little bit. So your podcast is pretty vastly different than the Grown Up Rock podcast and the fact that it's it's a mixture of comedy and music, which I absolutely love that because uh, who doesn't love to laugh, right? And the, the two of you, I can't tell half the time whether you and Baco are serious or not serious in some of the shit you come up with because I'm like do they seriously don't know that or are they just <laughs> yanking my leg so you're saying we're, we're not good at the facts <laughs> I'm saying your facts are um, how should I say uh, a particular point of view from time to time sure yes yes well I mean 
Yeah, you don't come to our show for accuracy. You come for a general overview of of what we feel is reality. So, anyway, what what else you got? It's uh, no, it's all good. I, I've been listening. I haven't gone and listened to every episode because you guys have been around for quite a bit longer than us. We're just now uh, completing our anniversary, our first year. Yes. Well done. Happy anniversary. Yeah, we're excited about that. I just got done listening to your 100th episode, uh, which I guess, what has it been now, two and a half, three years for you? Yeah. Oh, you went back. You heard the one where we kind of uh, cut open a vein and talk about personal stuff. Yeah, that was interesting, I must uh, must say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we believe in transparency at the Cobras and Fire headquarters, so... But uh, yeah, you always want to talk about why. Just it's kind of that was kind of our growing up rock episode. We kind of explain what why it's so important. Why we spend our free time doing uh, talking about uh, insignificant fa- facts, right? Yeah. So, all right. So uh, I do have a couple questions for you before we get into the Van Halen discography, if I if I may. You may. Okay. Is it? Uh, and Baco and I have been discussing this, so we just want to know if this is true or not. So, <laughs> is it true that you you record all of your tracks at half speed? <laughs> Depends on whether I've had a glass of red wine or not. Or it's just the way you talk, right? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Also, will you be asking me the same five questions you ask everybody? <laughs> <laughs> we like to switch it up. We actually have a series of about three sets of five questions. So depending on the day, then I may absolutely ask you the same five questions. Yes, that's part of the grown up rock mantra. All right. Uh, will you be saying the phrase, I agree 100% uh, 10 times or more, or will you say the word fantastic 20 times or more? Well, fantastic 20 times or more for sure. Okay. Um, I don't know about the I agree 100%, but uh, um what was some of the, there's a couple other ones in there that you guys are missing out on, but I'm sure. sure ours, ours is the word correct. And absolutely. I've already said correct probably three or four times. Yeah. You guys have a, yeah, you guys have a drinking game centered around absolutely. Right. Yes, we do. <laughs> so anyway, enough of this, uh, back and forth. You want to get into it? Want yeah, let's do it. How, how do you want to start this? You want to just go right in the discography or maybe a little background of, what what drew you into the whole Van Halen uh, fetish that you have, or how you want to do it? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about our love for Van Halen before we dive into this discography. Sure. Why don't you start? So for me, I came in um, in the early 80s, um, probably around 80, 81. Whatever year, uh, and I don't have it in front of me, but whatever year that Fair Warning was released, uh, because Fair Warning was actually... I'd heard of Van Halen before Fair Warning. I'd heard Van Halen before Fair Warning, but Fair Warning was kind of the one that flipped the actual switch on me. Nice. Their least um, their least selling album too, or slowest selling. Man. And you know, by I think by all uh, accounts, uh, a lot of Van Halen fans, at least a lot of my rocker uh, friends kind of think that's, you know, that's their record. That's definitely the dark, the darker kind of guitar-driven record. I mean, I love that record. It's got, yeah, I just uh, absolutely, when when my friend threw that on the, uh, on the turntable, and it was vinyl, he threw that on the turntable, and the first thing you hear is that um, Mean Street intro. I mean, holy shit, right? <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's, that's uh, uh, we already know your, 
your feelings for it are right. The, the audience is, is let down. You're let that out of the bag already. <laughs> what 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 part did I let out of the bag? Well, the fact that you liked for for fair warning so much. I mean, they were going to be anticipating your your opinion on the fourth the fourth uh, album, but you've let that out already. It's like you know you've ruined the movie. Well, that's pretty much my opinion of all Van Halen, though. Anyone oh, out there, boy. Van Halen is oh, pretty boy. much standard fare. So you're you're going to be like the uh, the Puni rating system, like the Vault, where everything is an A. A B or a, pretty a, much at least a C. Um, I mean, I've heard the vault parts of it, and I gotta say, I can at least tell uh, Puni should be happy that he now has at least a safe to put other things in because I think that the contents of it were uh, uh, at best those songs were a C. Just my opinion. But, but see, here's the difference with Van Halen records: you pretty much get ten songs, and that's it. With the with the vault, you have like five disc of 50 songs and some of them are finished. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so Van Halen, it's 10 songs in and out and, and uh, you decide whether you like them. Now, do I love every Roth era Van Halen song? No, nah, not really. Okay. I mean, there's a couple in there that are throwaways for me. Yeah. But I mean, come on, 35 minutes, 30 minutes each tight. You know, a lot of times it's really, really eight or nine tracks original because you got some covers in there you got some instrumentals i mean it is uh, i think every single album whether you like everything it or not it ends and you want more oh for me for sure yeah yeah so anything else you want to add because you were about in 19 you said 1980 81 is when you came in yeah okay and you were what 25 years old then (laughs) yeah no not quite uh, let's see. High school, so I had to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 16, maybe. Ah, it's only off by nine years. It's not bad. <laughs> How about you, ma'am? What's your story? All right. Well, this is actually one of the, the, the no, this was the first. Um, you know, I came into a lot of, 87 was when I, I popped my cherry on, on hard rock. And that was the year of hysteria, girls, 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 uh, crazy nights, not good. And in, you know. That was a great year for 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 the eighties rock, a lot of classic albums that year. And and and, and let me let me interrupt you before sure. that you were you were listening to what like Culture Club and, and <laughs> shit like that. What's your deal? Yeah, I, I didn't really know what what I like. I remember hearing. Um, I should back up a little bit. I remember hearing Panama, and as Baco's mentioned on our show before, that was kind of when radio was was completely – it wasn't as separate as it is now because you would hear, like let's just give an example, Culture Club, and then you'd hear Panama, which is not exactly a song you'd hear on pop radio anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, I, I somehow picture you as a skinny tie-wearing dude. Is that, is that <laughs> accurate or not? <laughs> I never had the skinny tie. I think when I started wearing ties, they were the uh, – uh, either Paisley's back in the 80s or those really uh, obnoxious patterns. You had a tie with like the piano keys on it, didn't you? The what? The piano keys. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Anything that looked airbrushed. <laughs> and and the light switcher, the light uh, flick for you was Panama. Right, because I'd heard that years before, and it yeah. and uh, it just got me interested after '87 when I started getting into hard rock um, to go. Oh, I got to get more of that band. You know, obviously, I've been inundated with eighty. Uh, jump and all those hits from that that album but uh that was the main main one that did it for me 
Yeah. Are you that much younger than me? I mean, by God. Now, by then, I'd already smoked pot and slept with my first girl. Jesus <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, 40, uh, I'm 44. Yeah, I'm 44. <laughs> I had to think about that. Yeah. Yeah, so there's about 20, 30 years difference in between the two of us. I'm <laughs> 83 so. at this point. So. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that, that's the background. So you want to kick it off with the album or you want to talk about anything more? No, let's dive into this. I think uh, all our listeners know just uh, you know how how big of a of a uh, love affair that I have with Van Halen. I mean, they are to me what Kiss is to a lot of uh, uh, our close podcast buddies sure. because we ha- we know quite a bit of uh, Kiss freakdom out there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, and this would be probably in my top, definitely my top ten, possibly my top five bands. As far as the the entire, if I'm going to put their entire uh, career against other ones, so yeah, easily in my top five, yes. Oh yeah. So um, you want to start out with some facts, or I can actually tell actual real facts off the uh, Wikipedia page real quick, and then we can. Yeah, are they going to be real and true? Oh yes, no, these are actually accurate. So uh, surprisingly, this album peaked at number nineteen. But it, it's it's diamond, you know, I'm not sure how it took it. Oh, right there. It says, as of 1996, it was certified 10 million diamond, um, yeah. which they have, you know, Diamond Dave. They have two albums that are diamond. We'll get into that later. And, you know, essentially this is one of the, you know, this kind of changed the game with the whole eruption and guitar playing. And people, you know, as everybody knows, it basically started a whole new genre of, of uh, shredding. Yeah, I think it changed the game, obviously, in guitar, but uh, a lot of people think that this record kind of saved rock and roll, was on a downward spiral at that point, uh, at least in the U.S., Uh, and so I think they kind of uh, saved, but I mean, just the sound of it alone, Ted Templeman's production and all just... I think, uh, you know, there were a lot of game changers with this record, even in addition to Edwards playing. What uh, can you confirm the on the the right ear is vocals and drums or vocals and bass? How, how is it? It's all a split. Yeah, it's all split. I, I mean, I haven't listened to it lately, so I can't remember, but definitely Templeman's production, he split everything. So if, if one of your speakers goes out in your car, you're screwed. <laughs> I've had, I had that. I think I was just playing with a balance one day when I was younger, and I never noticed it until then. And all of a sudden, it was just an instrumental with a very faint uh, Roth. It's yeah, a, I'm sure there's probably a handful of people out there that think Van Halen's the absolute worst band they've ever heard, and it's because either they're deaf in one ear or <laughs> uh, one of the speakers in their uh, their BM or their uh, VW Bug went out. Sure. So, so what you're saying is Paul Stanley doesn't like them. <laughs> he can't stand them. Yeah, only one. But mainly because yeah. Gene tried to get Edward in the band. I'm guessing. No, I think it's it's the cauliflower ear. You can only you can only hear half. Yeah, that's true. You would think that Pooney would not like him because Pooney can't really hear very well in one of his ears. Huh. I guess that's why he likes Y and T. Hey now. I like a little Y and T. What's up with that? <laughs> anyway. So yeah. What what else you gotta say about this? I mean we have uh, I th- I thought it was always very unique that that it was like that. It was, I don't think there's any other band that, that does that except maybe early stuff like maybe the Beatles and old school ways of doing, quote, stereo. But can you think of any 
any band that always did that for the first? No, not at all. And and uh, the other thing with uh, Van Halen, to me at least, I mean, I'm sure there were other bands out there, uh, but you know, the big background harmonies and stuff. Oh, of course you had amazing, Queen. right? Yeah, but the big background harmonies in a band kind of this heavy, right? Like you know, was new at the time. I think. Yeah. And, and that's the thing with Van Halen, too, is within the first 10 seconds, I think any human can identify it as a Van Halen song, even if it's a track they've never heard before. You know, and you know what it is a lot uh, for me being able to identify Van Halen? They, they have two sounds, so obviously Edward's guitar sounds a certain way, but Alex's drums sound a particular way. That yeah. snare drum, like I can always tell his drum sound no matter what. And I'm not a drummer. I'm not really partial to drums, so to speak. But his drums just sound a particular way. Yeah, and, uh, and going to the guitar too, uh, Baco, his, I thought this is cool. I've never heard this before. But he, he compares guitar tone sometimes as colors as far as production. Like, yeah. you know, like a Black Sabbath would be, you know, black, for example, or, uh-huh. or dark. But but this one, I would say the color of Eddie's guitar playing is green. And I think of green as in summer and happy. And there's not a, there, there's not a single song, I think, by Van Halen that I can think of that sounds not like it's going to just put you in a better mood. Yeah, I mean that's that's all the that's the type of chord progressions Eddie plays. The the not to be real technical because I'm not a huge musician, but I am a partial musician, and uh, you know that's that's some of the chord progressions and chord choices that Edward uses that gives you exactly you know I understand exactly what you're talking about that happy sound versus the darker heavier. Um, kind of stoner rock tones that that would come from like an early sabbath or a crowbot or something like that right yeah it's just it's a happy tuning that's yeah. a, that's all i gotta say yep. but uh, i guess that's what i think about van halen i mean i immediately think of 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 summer um when i hear it that's just a a thing for me so well and it was summer for me when i heard uh fair warning so See? It makes, there you go makes 100 percent sense so you want me to? So we're, how we're going to do this is we're going to feature. We're going to go. You're going to take the odd albums, one, three, and five of the the six Roth albums, and I'll take the evens, and we're going to each pick our favorite song. Maybe not our favorite. Uh, I'm going to do mine where it's there might be another favorite on mine, but I was probably going to pick a deeper track versus that one, but maybe like mm-hmm. the top two or three. And um, can I just give you my overall opinion on the first one? And oh, absolutely, please. You can take it. Um, this is not my favorite Van Halen album. I know it's this and 84 are the most popular in culture, but I have never been particular for Run with the Devil. I think it's kind of plodding. It's just, it just has never done it for me uh, for one of the songs that are constantly played on radio. It's one of the mm-hmm. five or six for whatever reason. And I don't think it was really initially a big hit. You know, I've, I've, it's got uh, I'm the One and On Fire are some of the most rocking songs that came out at that point. I mean, it was almost some of it was kind of On Fire is almost like primitive thrash, you know, for the pacing of the uh, the uh, not the tone, but just the the speed of it. And I don't know. That, I mean, Atomic Punk, great riff, not the best song. Feel Your Love Tonight actually sounds like to me a uh, a Kiss song, almost like a Gene Simmons could sing it because it's uh, really. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it, it, there's something about the chorus and the the way the verses are, 
But uh, overall, obviously, it's a great album. Maybe my favorite song is Jamie's Crying because now the first, you know what this, who sampled that, right? Oh, yeah. Tone Loke. Uh, tone Tone Loke, right? Yeah. That's the first time that I heard that, actually. I heard that before, and then I got the album. I was like, why do I know that? It's driving me insane. <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe Jamie's Crying or, you know, it probably ain't talking about love. I'm going to pick one. Even though it's not a deep track, that's the one. And I was actually surprised that Ice Cream Man was a, a cover. I never knew that at first because it fits David's personality so much. Yeah. So are you good? That's yeah, I'm good. Your, yeah, take it from here. All right. So so my assessment of this is it's – I don't know if it's my favorite Van Halen record. I'm not even willing to go on record to say what my favorite Van Halen record is because to be quite honest, there are some – most of the first five records are so close to each other in my head. Sure. How, how personal and how important they are to me. Um, so it's hard for me to say, but Van Halen one definitely is probably in the top three, uh, Van Halen records for me. And they probably go round and round with, with, uh, one another, but running with the devil. First of all, the album to me front to back is, a great record i mean it's awesome is it a perfect record for me i don't know about that i love running with the devil eruption to have the balls to put a guitar solo as the second song on a debut record (laughs) sure think about that i mean you had to have huge balls to do something like that back then in in 78 right oh oh yeah so he put so he puts this this solo number two song on the whole record it's the second thing that you're gonna hear from van halen well they probably released uh you know a single or whatever all that stuff but i mean when you drop the needle on vinyl it's the second thing you're gonna hear from this band and so eruption you really got me ain't talking about love i'm the one jamie's crying atomic punk feel your love tonight top to bottom fantastic now where i drop off a little bit is little dreamer yeah i think it's a yeah. great song yeah i just don't you know i don't prefer the slower pace stuff right my favorite song on this i'm i'm burned out on on the the um always played van halen taunt sure, songs you sure. know what i mean so you really got me ain't talking about love jamie's crying Ice Cream Man, Running with the Devil. I love them all, but I've heard them all a million times, and I don't know that I need to hear them anymore. Right. So for me, uh, I am all about I'm the One.
All right, you ready to move on to Van Halen 2? Yes, sir. Let's do it. This is all you. All right. So uh, just before that, as far as the the dysfunctional nature of, of Van Halen, Van Halen, although I own the whole discography, all that, I never dug in to all the mythology of them as much as like other bands like Motley and Kiss. It just seemed to me they're more interested, uh, interesting as far as that goes. But is at this point, were they already – dysfunctional from the books you've read and things like that? Do they already hate well, each other? Yeah, I don't think there was ever a real big love relationship between the two brothers and David from early on, based on what I read in Greg Renoff's book, uh, which was all about the early days of Van Halen and uh, you know the Pasadena Backyard Barbecue Band and all this other stuff. I don't think they necessarily... Um, loved David and I think probably it's just because his ego and his personality was just so hard to take right well yeah I mean it, it can be he's he's a genius lyrics one of one of the greatest he's a he's essentially when I was younger uh, kind of a spirit animal you know I, I one of the videos that I saw first thing I ever saw was his whole you know just a gigolo videos with all the hot, yep. the hot chicks and everything like that it was amazing that whole thing like such a personality but i'm sure if you get on a bus with this guy <laughs> it's hard to take him going 20 cuz he's 24/7 you know is as far as rapid fire and over the top so i get it yeah i mean i think he he had um he was diagnosed with like attention deficit disorder or hyperactivity oh. or something like that. I mean, he yeah. he actually had like medical issues when it came to that kind of stuff. So uh, I can only imagine uh, being around something like that, you know, nonstop. Have you ever heard his podcast? I have heard, yeah, bits and pieces <laughs> of that. I mean, I can listen to the first 10 minutes and be amused, but I'm like, wow, where is he going here? And he says so yeah. many great, his phrasing and everything and the way he, he just presents things is incredible. But there's almost, like I'm saying, like I can just imagine being on the receiving end of that on tour. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, no doubt. So, all right, I'll jump into this here. Uh, I'll, I'll preface this with Van Halen 2 is my second least Van Halen album in the Roth era. And my argument here is that this one is kind of like the whole thing where they say, you know, it takes your whole life to put out your debut album. That's your best songs. This kind of sounds like things that were that were kept off the, the, the second one. And part of it is the songs are extremely – I think they're the most simple of almost all the uh, Van Halen – Roth era uh, where 
you know, you don't have kind of interludes and things like that. It's like, here it is, boom, two and a half minutes, three minutes, things like that. Now, it does have one of the greatest pop rock songs of all time, Dance the Night Away, a, a perfect song. You've got, uh, but I do have a couple of things like Bottoms Up. Is this about drinking or anal sex? <laughs> because it talks about pretty maids in a row, all that kind of stuff. Uh, which one is it? What is your impression? I'm thinking it's about drinking. I don't know. They never spent, all they do is talk about girls for the entire song and they never mention alcohol. But the pretty pretty maids all in a row could be a row of beers set up, you know? Mm. Oh, you think I mean, it's, I haven't it's deep? I haven't dived deep into the lyrics, but, um, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, all, all in a row, bottoms up. I mean, it's just, I listen to him again. I think it's, I think you can interpret it's all to the listener, what you want to interpret it as. But, uh, yeah, you've got, you know, it kicks off again with a, well, near the beginning with a cover. Uh, one of my favorites on the album, by the way, too, even though it's a cover. And, uh, we've got Bill Cosby's favorite song, Spanish fly. We've got, uh, let me see here. What else is there? Um, so, so I have to go back to the one statement that you made because I thought it was kind of funny where you're talking about the, you know, the band spending most of their life writing their first record, and so they get all that. Well, hell, Van Halen's entire catalog, including the one that they released, you know, re- more recently, is just you know songs that were around. Uh, back when the band was still playing in backyards, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, they got, like later on, they have House of Pain, which is one of their demos. They didn't even put it out until 84. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I, I love Van Halen, too. It's, it's, a, um, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely, I would say it's probably in my top three along with the first one. I mean, I love it a lot. I dancing out away like you said but one of the songs that i like quite a bit that i you know is sort of i would say it's sort of a um uh a ballad for van halen it's not really a ballad but i think women in love is a really good song uh and and i've always liked that song so now you realize i wasn't done yeah, no, no. I just I'm, I'm interjecting. Of course, Con- continue, carry on. Yeah, mine. I'm going to go with what I think is the one of the only songs that kind of has an interlude and a breakdown, unlike some of the other ones. And it is what I think is the best written song and one that I always have in my playlist. And that is "Light Up the Sky." Burn. And there is a way of beauty, but you never get love. Cross the line, but none return. 
Yep. So Light Up the Sky, great song. They were uh, opening some of their recent concerts with that song. I love that song. Yeah, it's a great one. Uh, well, let's dive into women and children first. What do you say? Oh, yeah. So do you want to give us your opinion on this record? Oh, sure. Yeah. So uh, spoiler alert, Women and Children First and Fair Warning are, oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to say this is my number one and number two. I actually can't classify either one, and I'll go into why later. But I think these are, are sister albums in a way. I think it has some of their more complex songs as well. Uh, I I love the majority of this album. I mean, I, I'll the my top songs are, you know, the oh, the first time I heard Everybody Wants Some. Where do you think it was? Well, um, I say I'm going to take a stab at you heard Everybody Wants Some from the movie. Um, God, give me my two dollars. That movie. <laughs> uh, Better Off Dead, The Dancing Hamburger. Better Off Dead. Yes. Classic movie. Yep. Yep. No, that's that's uh that that's a hilarious movie, but that but yeah, it was, that was the first time I heard it, and I was like, "Is that Van Halen?" And then again, just kind of like the whole Tone Loke thing, I'd heard it after, but that was the first yeah. time that uh, that I heard it. So love that song, obviously. Not that big of a fan of In the Cradle Rock. Fools, Romeo Delight, great. Uh, I do not like Lost Control. It gives me a headache. That chorus mm-hmm. is just horrific to me. Uh, yeah. I like Take Your Whiskey Home. Could this be magic? Would they actually do the the name the title of the the album in that one? I think that's mm-hmm. a very I think that's a first acoustic song, would you say? Or one of their only ones, actually. Um yeah, if you're not including uh um uh just the uh, instrumental, and yes, uh I would say that is accurate. Yeah. And uh <clears throat> in a simple rhyme, that's my favorite track on the album because I think it highlights everything that's great about Van Halen from the harmonizing to the song structure. I, that is just a great deep track. So, and it says here growth. Is that the little outro? The little dun 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 dun. Yeah, I don't know what that is. That's yeah. not all my. Yeah, uh, I think I think that's just the copy. little twenty seconds after in a simple rhyme closes, and they have the little outro, which is a badass riff too. I mean, their leftover riffs. Could buy could be an entire kiss song. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? I mean, in a simple rhyme, I think may possibly be one of the best album closers of all time. It's such amazing. a good song. Such a good song. I love this record as well. I don't I don't know that you love it more than I do. There's some throwaways. Lost Control for me is definitely a throwaway. Good. I do love everything on here. Probably my favorite one-two punch uh, in a Van Halen record is Fools and Romeo's Delight. Nice. I love it. Uh, when I saw them in 1982 on the Diver Down Tour, uh, they opened up with Romeo's Delight. Nice. So good, so life changing for me. Anyway, yeah, I mean, we should mention that too. How many times have you seen Van Halen live in, uh, you know, in the different formations? I've seen, um, or which tours? Version. Which which tours? Mention the tours you've seen, I guess. Okay, so I saw Diver Down, which was my first concert. That was oh, my very first, cool. Yeah, my nice. first rock concert was that. Um, I've seen, uh, 84, uh, tour. 
I saw Sammy on one of the tours. I want to say it was um, uh, for unlawful carnal knowledge that I saw Sammy. Got it. Uh, I saw Sharon on the one and only tour that he did. What were your thoughts on that? Um, you know, they had a good set list and I, I like Gary Sharon. I think he's a, he's a good performer. It was just, uh, it just never quite fit for me. Yeah. You know, but it was, it was nothing that he did in particular. It was just kind of a weird fit. I guess I was so used to seeing him with extreme at that point. Yeah, that's the thing is that it, it's it's interesting that that never worked out because I thought when they mentioned Sharon that that was a just a great pick because Extreme was was very similar in, in a way to early early Van Halen. I've seen every version, including the reformed uh, version with with Wolfgang, um, and I've enjoyed it every time. I mean, I really have enjoyed it every time. I don't think it. You know, Dave is a particularly great singer, but <laughs> but you know he's a great showman, so I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I had in in uh, 2015, I had the chance to see him at Red Rocks out here, and I passed oh. because they had the worst uh, sales tool, and that is that live album they put out. And yeah, I, I just I couldn't take it. I'm like, I can't hear the versions of the song with with Dave clowning around up there, and and uh, yeah, so that's that's the deal. But God, I would I would have loved to have seen them at Red Rocks. That would have been super cool for me. Yep, I hear you. So hold on one second. I'm yeah. doing some what? work here, buddy. I'm oh. just here for a minute. Just stay out of here. Okay. I'm just home for right now. I'm going back out. See, there's those kids interrupting me, like you've heard sometimes. <laughs> I probably just gonna leave that in. So I always say I'm doing important work. I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing monkey business in here. <laughs> I'm talk- Daddy's talking about Van Halen. That's right. It's very very important. I'm skipping on work right now. Uh, I may be fired for doing this. God, you better not be. That would be a, a terrible story. But they could say he he went out doing something he loved. Okay, um, back to it. Go ahead, yeah. take it from here. I, I'm I'm done with my comments. Yeah, so I think uh, there's not much to be said about this record. The first three Van Halen records are probably uh, my favorite Van Halen records, although I don't know, I I gotta, I can't leave out. The first four, let me just say, the first four records are Such definitely a critic. my favorite. Such a critic. <laughs> so... Uh, with women and children first, you know, let's 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 play something that doesn't get enough love off this record. I think uh, there's so many songs, and like we talked about, Simple Rhyme being one of the best uh, closers of all time, and Romeo's Delight definitely was important to me. But let's let's play a little Fools off this record.
All right, now we come to Fair Warning. And this is going to be a little different from the rest of the albums. And that is I've done two combos uh, for playlists where I kind of do this thing where kind of like we did an, album, uh, an episode called Purge Your Illusion, which we cut Use Your Illusion down to one album, one perfect album from the two. Yeah. I think <clears throat> that OU812, I have this thing called um, uh, 5182 where I take both of those albums and I, I make one great album. And that is how – because I think those are very similar. And those are the only two Sammy ones I really like from that era. Uh, some of Fuck, but nothing of Balance, maybe one track. Spoiler, if we ever do that. But the point is, is I think Fair Warning and, and Women and Children First are sister albums for me. I think they're very similar in structure and songwriting. And I am going to list you my perfect album that we can call like Fair Children or – uh, woman warning, whatever you want to do. Are you ready to hear All it? All right, sure. It's very exciting. Aren't you excited to hear this? I'm totally stoked. Do you agree that their sister albums are completely different, or just like just another Van Halen album? No, they're definitely completely different albums for me. All right, fair enough. Point counterpoint is what we're enjoying here. Yeah. Um, and definitely comment on this episode to tell if, if I'm a, if I'm an idiot or uh, Stephen is. I expect more going, <laughs> go, going my direction. Or both of us. Or both of us. So the, the other thing is, too, is that, see, with me, I am a picky little bitch. Like, even when we're talking about, like, Kiss or, like, bands like that, I fully admit that at least half of Kiss uh, songs are complete dog shit. Do you see what I mean? Like, I can – and that's not as – that's not the same percentage with Van Halen, but I am, I'm definitely more critical of bands I like than you, I think. Uh, yeah, without a doubt, I'm I'm absolutely 100% positive that um, <laughs> my friend Luz here uh, orders chicken uh, fingers off a menu that has five pages of shit that he could order. I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> that means you're a picky picky eater, man. <laughs> okay, the chicken finger analogy will that will all, all go down in history is one that must be an Atlanta thing. I don't no, know. haven't you? I mean, kids, they'll only eat like chicken fingers. They're picky eaters. Haven't you ever heard that? Before? All right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I just stick to one food. Every I'll yeah. tell you this much. Every restaurant represents one meal to me. I do not waver. I go in there what I like. If I leave and I try something else, I'm always disappointed. <laughs> so very picky. But anyway, here's here's my lineup. You ready? Hit me with it. All right. Album kicks off with Unchained. Goes into Everybody Wants Some, Dirty Movies, Sinner Swing, Take Your Whiskey Home, ends the first side. Side two kicks off with Romeo's Delight, goes into Cradle Will Rock, Hear About Later, Could This Be Magic, and ends with, like you said, great album closer in a simple rhyme. That, to me, is a perfect Van Halen album. How the fuck do you live leave mean street off of this i i do not that's the main thing about it i do not like mean streets at all i think it's 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 it doesn't do anything for me i immediately skip that and go to the full boner song of of dirty movies (sighs) oh my god that i I need to i need to hold on i need to take a minute just to gather my thoughts with this i i don't i at this point i don't know uh, how we've taken two separate, completely different roads, but Jesus, I mean, yeah. for God's sakes, Luce. Yeah, Mean Street and uh, and Run with the Devil, just pff, whatever, whatever they are. That's it. So, dirty movies. Um, question on the lyrics: 
do they say bitches of the silver screen or do they say what is the lyrics uh, I don't think it's bitches of the silver screen. It's hard. It's hard to hear that. Let's see. Let's find out. Yeah, go find the lyrics. But uh, I do have to ask, what is the reasoning why they put quotes? It's the only song that they have quotes on for dirty movies. Do we need those? Do we not understand what that means? Does it mean unwashed uh, film? I mean, come on. Why do you need the quotes? Why the punctuation, Stephen? Huh. Uh, I don't know, uh, but I have your I have your answer for you. It's, Good. it's pictures on the silver screen. Mm, okay. Greatest thing you've ever seen. Now her <laughs> name is up in lights. Everything turns out all right, baby. It's a great song about a <coughs> uh, a former a former prom queen that turns into a porn star. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and when I, when I heard this as a as a youth, I mean, when I heard the uh, take it off part, spectacular. Everything that I wanted as a young man, this this song, love it. Um, but yeah, Unchained, definitely a top five song for me. It has yeah. everything you need. The riff gets in, gets out, and also the whole, come on, Dave, give me a break. That, that, is, yep. that is just perfect. It's just like the ease the seat back in Panama. It just it defines David Lee Roth yeah. as far as his uh, – this personality, um, it, th- th- that's the whole thing. This is why I put this, kind of combine it with Women and Children first, is I, I do dig the Sunday afternoon in the park, like bass solo or whatnot. But uh, one file at the door is completely disposable. And overall, like this and the other one, I'm a 50-50 guy. I think that combining them is, is a great Van Halen album. But that's my synopsis on this. So I will give it to you now, sir. Oh, fair enough. I mean, I love this record. It was the first full-on Van Halen record I heard from start to finish. Right. I, I love everything about it. I, I can do without Sunday afternoon in the park. Um, you know, push comes to shove. Yeah, eh. yeah you're right. That's a, that's a throwaway to me as well. It's all right. My, my favorite tracks on the record are, without a doubt, Unchained, uh, Mean Street, hear about it later those those are my three top tracks i i like hear about it later a lot like sure i think one of the things that i loved about hear about it later is the the flange that he uses on his guitar in the beginning on that intro i i really thought it was cool and i was experimenting with guitar pedals at the time i was learning how to play guitar so i kind of learned a little bit of the intro and thought hell i was cool as shit but you know <laughs> that's kind of it i just i love this record yeah no the uh here about later to me is a very similar to in a simple rhyme as far as all the <clears throat> where it has all the great harmonizing and the the breakdowns and and things like that i love that one as well so what, what's your pick you want to go into anything more or you want to pick your song um, no, I think I think uh, the pick is yours, right? I mean, this is this is a even number uh, record. So oh my goodness, yours, you are completely right. I am not good with numbers. Yes, I am going to pick. Well, if I'm going to pick my favorite song, that's going to be Unchained. But I'm not going to feature that because we hear that all the time. So I am going to feature what you just mentioned. And that is no, I take it back. <laughs> I was about to do hear about later, but I got to go with with uh, the song of my youth, and that is the very uh, makes your pants get a little tighter, Dirty Movies.
right. Dirty movies. All right. I'm I'm happy to to see that you finally made your mind up on that loose and went with it. Good 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 job, buddy. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on move on to Diver Down. So I know. Th- oh boy, yeah. I know, I know this record gets a lot of flack uh, because of the cover songs and all that. Let me just say this right up front: there's a couple of songs on here that I had no idea were even cover songs. Uh, and it, uh, let me say, not a not a couple of songs, one song in particular. I had no idea that "Where Have All the Good Times Gone" was a Kinks cover. Got it. Two Kinks uh, covers. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, didn't know anything about the Kinks that much except for um, go, "Go Go Dancing" or whatever was on MTV at the time. But um, "Where Have All the Good Times Gone"? I love the song. Uh, I love "Hang 'Em High." I thought Cathedral was a little boring, but I thought it was a cool guitar technique and a way for him to showcase the whole volume knob thing. So I dug that. Secrets. I think Secrets, in in terms of Van Halen ballads, I'll call it a ballad again, even though I know it's not a true ballad. Secrets, I thought, is a really well-written song. I think the melody is really good to that song. So I like Secrets. Intruder, don't care. Oh, Pretty Roman, don't care. Dancing in the Streets, I knew it was a cover. I thought it's fun. I thought it's happy. I enjoyed it. Little Guitars, I love. I love Little Guitars. I like the intro. I like the song. Uh, And since Diver Down was the first tour I saw, of course, Edward breaks out the mini Les Paul to play this live, and I thought that was awesome as well. Uh, so I really enjoyed Little Guitars. Big Bad Bill, throw away, don't care. Full Bug. Full Bug may be my favorite song on this record. I love the Full Bug, man. This song <laughs> rocks my world. You know what I'm saying? Uh, continue. Let's, let's finish this. <laughs> Happy Trails, don't care. So, I mean, that's that's. Top to bottom, that's my uh, my analogy of Diver Down. So I don't think it's as bad of a record as everybody gives it. Now, in the series of the first five records, it definitely is in last place for me in those first five records. So don't get me wrong, but, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. Is it my turn now? Yeah, man, go ahead. Okay, so so this episode, just like Fox News, is fair and balanced, Stephen. Okay, and and uh, we're going to do point counterpoint, and uh, I just have to do this first before I go into this. I have to do this. <sighs> Where do I start? Where do I start? I got this album, you know, as is part of those those uh, buying all the vinyls back in the day, and my God, I mean, we're talking about an, an album that has three instrumentals, four covers. Uh, I, I can't even begin. I, I just, let me look here. Uh, possibly I like Little Guitars, the song. Um, I do Of the covers, I like Oh Pretty Woman because I like I love the intruder part in the beginning that goes into it as far as the covers. But yeah, I, I think I like Van Halen 3 better than this. I think I like Balance better than this and I like one song on Balance. So you really, the, you don't like the full bug, the full bug, my God. And happy trails is the wish upon a star of, 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 uh, the Gene Simmons solo album of, of Van Halen. I mean, this is just, uh, 
This is an album you would give to somebody to challenge them to like Van Halen. Uh, this would actually – if you wanted to actually make somebody not listen to Van Halen, you would give them this as a gift and just, so, just say stay away. I, I just I, – I detest this album. This 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 the original – do you know what the original working title for this album was? Please. Failure. Van Halen Failure. That was the original title. But please proceed. That, that is my point counterpoint. All right, so I'm going to counterpoint that. So so you don't like Hang 'em High. You don't like The Full Bug. You might like Little Guitars. I mean, Luce, do you do you seriously do you like rock and roll or I do. Or I just, just I just like stuff that doesn't have three instrumentals and, and four covers and actually calls it an album. They they might as well have just okay. just called this uh Van, okay. Van Halen is tired. The other working title was Van Halen is is uh is out of ideas is t- okay, is so tired let's, as fuck let's... they've been they've been touring for too long they needed something to stick in there and you realize they took they needed a break they should have put out nothing they should have gone right to fair warning into 1984 this should be erased from the catalog <laughs> so so if you take out the instrumentals you say that 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 it has four covers on it so i'm okay with that i get it but i don't think it's a great argument simply because there are there are records out there that are tribute albums or cover albums where there's some pretty good ones out there i mean you have to admit there's some records that you like that are just cover records right there's five original songs on this take out the instrumentals and the covers five songs it's an ep (laughs) you didn't you didn't answer my question what say it again do you are there any cover records like tribute records out there that you like in full no are there covers that i like yes Uh, i mean covers album are the uh the 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 of I'm just of, of I'm albums. trying to get to the root of the issue, which is the root is of the issue the, is I don't like the songs. I don't like the songs they picked as covers. I don't. Uh, uh, that's it. It's not that you don't like the fact they're cover songs. It's the fact you don't like the covers. Well, right? I like Pretty Woman. Okay. I like I, I like I, Pretty Woman. I think that's a fun song. But uh, that's horrible. yeah. But my favorite song on the album is a cover song that that, that right. says a lot. I think. All right. Well, I get it. And that's why it's point and counterpoint. But we're you're not going to convince out. me, Stephen. You're not going. This is, is this I think is you deba- need to go back and listen to it. I, I, I did I listen to-, to it. I prepped. I did my homework. I did all these things. It, this is not. Still don't this like is it. Not going to be a winning debate. It is opinion. It is this. I am sorry that this has disturbed you today. But this <laughs> is this is where I'm. This is I will. This is my stand. I will not waver. Okay. Fair enough. So if you're not going to waver, will you at least uh, do me a favor and bust out a little full bug for me?
going to go to the next album which which i consider a redemption the last album was was possibly the end of, of van halen but here they come back strong their famous 1984 album they've got they sold the die another diamond another diamond for diamond dave another 10 million copies 20 million in two episodes it's good it's good it's good uh denver math there we've got uh you want me to kick it off you know what i'm gonna yeah, why don't you kick it off your your opinion of this album? Uh, disappointing. <laughs> oh, is this this is the failure? This is Van Halen failure. We're flip flopping. Uh, you know, I there's no way I can say any of the first six records are failure. You're not going to get me to say that. I'm too big of a Van Halen fan. But here's the thing, fan boy, see, fan boy. Yeah, you have to see it from my perspective. So okay. up until this moment. Uh, you have all this stuff to hear from Van Halen, and you're thinking about the the classics off the first three, four, five records. Even Diver Down, uh, you know, the album ends with uh, uh, Happy Trails, which is fine, but before that, you get uh, Full Bug. So you're rocking and rolling, and the very first thing you hear off of 1984 is Jump. I mean, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Can I jump this, in there too? This is not Van Halen. Yeah, I, I get all that, but I want I have some comments on jump as well. And it has nothing to do with the keyboards, really. It has to do with the fact that this is possibly their laziest song and their biggest hit. The lyrics are terrible. It it goes nowhere. And this is not just a hater because it's it's a song out there like ZZ Top's Legs or something like that where you're just you're pummeled with it all the time. I just think it's not a good song. Well, it was the combination of all of it. I you know when you go to keyboards after you're the brilliant Van, Eddie Van Halen. Come on, man, that was a letdown for me. So I sure. was disappointed from the get go. It set a bad tone with me. Uh, but the rest of the record, I enjoy. I mean, uh, Panama, Top Jimmy, Drop Dead Legs, Hot for Teacher, I'll Wait is okay. Fun fact Fun fact on this. I didn't even know this until today. Do you know who one of the co-writers is on I'll oh, Wait? I'll Wait. I, I used to know this, but I forgot. Who was it? Michael McDonald. Yes. Yes, that's right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and I I I uh, saw that somewhere uh, fairly recently, and and said, "Holy shit!" Yeah, I mean that that's so odd because that is I I I'm almost positive that obviously they did covers, but I think that's the only song that's not credited to just the band until let's go into this for a second. What a dick move! I mean, talk about the 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 
the craziest per, uh, person. I mean, Eddie Van Halen is just off his rocker. I mean, saying – I don't know if you ever read that interview when he said he'd never heard Appetite for Destruction or any Guns N' Roses songs. Did you ever read that one in Rolling Stone? No. Uh-uh. He just says he's he's been isolated from all pop music for like the last 30 years. Horse shit. You can't go anywhere without hearing some of these songs. But the, the point is, is that – I mean – the fact that he they took him off as a writer or got rid of his writing credits and all that and said that he couldn't play bass. How can you say that? Uh, yeah, Michael Anthony uh, definitely being slighted by the uh, Van Halen brothers because I think <laughs> Michael Anthony in his own way was definitely an important part of that band. If, if for nothing else alone, the background vocals. Yeah, no kidding. It's just... I mean, so identi- so identifiable in their sound. I think, in in my opinion, and this might be crazy, and it is actually probably crazy a little bit more that I think about it, but Michael Anthony's background vocals are almost as big a part of an identifying marker in early Van Halen music as Eddie's guitar. Now, I'm not saying that one is just as important as the other. I'm just saying as far as identifying sound markers. You know what I mean? Uh, I'll, I'll go, I'll go with, with the fact that it's just as – is that Roth couldn't be Roth without that. He, he yeah. needed those, those, the sweetening of his, his vocals on the choruses. Um, yeah, and that, that's that. actually one of the reasons I decided not to go to the Red Rocks concert too because I've just never liked the whole um, Wolfgang thing. Um, with and then they, I guess they have to use backing tracks to kind of get his, possibly even his vocals on the on the on the choruses. Anyway, I just think that's a, a huge loss, and I agree that he's an essential part in any way you want to compare it. Plus, let's face it, it's just nepotism, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. What a dick move. Here's my here's my son. Go <laughs> go fuck yourself, Michael Anthony, and, and and go that way. I mean, yes, there's nepotism at the Van Halen Corporation. They should, they should sue. They should sue for not equal, you know, equal opportunity. Well, not only that. So here's what's even better: is you got you got uh, two Van Halen brothers, Michael Anthony and David Lee Roth. So you, you technically you have um, a standoff in any uh, corporate decision making. And then I'm assuming that you know the manager is probably the tiebreaker in this uh the manager of the lawyer is the tiebreaker in this contest but now you got three van halen yeah. in the corporation which trumps any kind of decision making that needs to happen right oh yeah i mean i mean he does not have a vote the only thing that david lee roth has been able to to push through in in the van halen corporation since he's been since the reunion is getting cool in the gang to open <laughs> what the hell was that <laughs> Right? Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I think you're probably 100% That was it. With they that. said, but you get one vote. You get one vote. I'm going to take cool and gang as the opener. All right, you're done. <laughs> Conversation's over. Let's go forward. That's the only thing you get. You get one, you get one thing. Uh, and he, that <laughs> we was get thing. all the money and you get jungle love, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like everything off this record minus jump 1984, the intro, and um, uh, I'll wait. I. I can do with or without, but, um, everything else. And I love house house of pain. I actually like the demo version of that. Yeah. I, I see your point. You know, definitely it was a, you know, it was a, I, I, this is kind of like dynasty. I mean, if you really break out, you know, jump is essentially the, I was made for loving you very divisive, um, 
for Kiss fans. This was divisive for Van Halen. And it kind of was a, a preview of what was to come for 5150 and OU812, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, kind of going to more keyboards, poppy, things like that. But they definitely ruled radio with this album. Like I mentioned earlier, Panama, one of my intros. But it's got some great songs on it. it kind of the deep tracks like Top Jimmy, Drop Dead Legs. You know, there's definitely ones that, and also as far as it being my favorite, you know, this is way overplayed. More than half of it you hear all the time. And so, yeah, I'll just summarize it with, with I think I'll Wait is one of the, the best songs on the album. Even you know, I must be a Michael McDonald fan <laughs> as a result. I just think that's a great song. That's not my pick. I'm going to go with another one that defines uh, David Lee Roth, and that is Drop Dead Legs.
Footloose, a little little drop dead legs. That's a great tune, but you you weren't as big of a fan of uh, Michael McDonald. And all I have to tell you about that <laughs> is is loose. What a, what a fool believes. Okay. Oh, what was it? Was it Forty uh, Year Old Virgin? When at Best Buy, they kept playing Michael McDonald the concert in, in a loop. Yeah, Yamo be there. <laughs> Yamo like, break my foot off in your ass. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Michael fucking McDonald. Oh, there, there's the F-bomb. I think I made it through the whole show without cursing, but there you go. Yeah, well, I ruined that towards the end. Yeah. All right, Luz, let's let's get out of here because, uh, you know, we, we got things to do and places to go. We really do. We're very, two very important men, and we've we've... We've we've saved some of our time for you, the Rock and Pod VIPs, and why don't we just do a little plug for? Uh, why would we even doing a plug if, if, you, if you're listening to this? If, you if you're this. listening to this, you probably already know that uh, Loose Cannon is half of the team that is part of the Cobras and Fire podcast, uh, just as I am half the team of the growing up rock podcast so if you guys like rock and roll go out there and find both of our podcasts growing up rock and cobras and fire and you will enjoy a slice of rock and roll if not then turn on michael mcdonald and enjoy yamo be there one more time (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and in summary too i'd be remiss without I am half of the show too. Uh, it is the combina- combination, the, the chemistry, just like Stephen and and Pooney, and that is Baco, Baco on my show. So definitely get to get the full Cobras and Fire experience. Listen to our to our uh, our fine podcast, which by the way is it gets ten million downloads an episode. That's that's confirmed but not verified. We actually use a service called Three Sides. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is a, a podcast verification service. They, they use a, a program called just making shit up. I'm not sure if you have used that program. It's a free app. You can download it anywhere. And by the way, one of our, some of our uh, favorite fans are, as Aaron has mentioned, Aaron Camaro is Voltron and, and Optimus prime. And if you recognize the theme there, they're both bots. <laughs> That's fantastic. And and with that, I would like to add that the Growing Up Rock podcast has just recently been certified quadruple uh, diamond platinum. Oh, yes. uh, I've heard. Which is amazing because uh, we have listeners like um, Grandma Moses and Abraham Lincoln listed (laughs) on our top of of listeners. Anyway, so getting back to this, I really enjoyed doing this. We hope that you had as much fun listening to it as as uh steven and i had doing it and uh also want to give a shout out to victor ruiz for putting this whole thing together as far as getting uh, people to start submitting original content i think it's a very cool thing that we're doing this year for donors so get your full ten dollars worth just on this episode alone God, yeah, there's so much content out there, and there's so much great content. It's amazing. So uh, if you're listening to this, you donated, and we appreciate it. And if you're in the Nashville area, please, please, please come out and say hello at the Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo. All right, Stephen, so let's get out of here. And would you like to feature one of the uh, – Yeah, why don't you describe that? You kind of have a demo collection? Yeah, so I've got a copy of the Warner Brother demos, which essentially is 
about 26 songs that the band demoed before they released the first record. So pretty much the entire first record is on here, which is in demo version. Uh, but a lot of it sounds kind of the same. And then uh, several other songs that didn't make the first record that became other Van Halen classics through their career or showed up later on on other albums in different forms. So uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, sounds pretty decent. I mean, it sounds like demos. So, uh, you know, it's not top quality album material but it still is very very listenable and i'm gonna pull a song off here uh, that they were doing for quite some time in backyards and in clubs called voodoo queen and Ooh. see if you can decide what song this ended up being later on down the road for van halen very cool all right steven we'll talk soon later Oh, my God. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 